So welcome everyone to our next instalment in the CSA Horizon 3.0 podcast series. My name is Cass Pendlebury and I've got the national responsibility for curriculum and the development of the God's Big Story project. And I'm honoured to be joined today by Dr. Craig Murison from Christian Heritage College, who have partnered with us over the past four years to produce the God's Big Story suite of curriculum resources. Craig is the VP Academic and Dean of Education and Business at CHC, and he has a long history of leadership in Australian Christian schools. So welcome, Craig. Hey, Cass. It's always lovely to hear your voice and always great to be involved in any project uh, involving so many Christian schools. That's great. Thanks, Craig. Craig and I have journeyed over the past four years on this project, so we've got to, to know each other both professionally and I would hope as a friend too. So, Craig, would you like to tell us about your passion for Christian schools and the integration of biblical worldview and curriculum? Oh, Cass, that's just punches all my buttons, and I know you know that. Uh, look, I, I, I guess my starting point is to say we all know that it's a critical factor for Christian schools to, to employ teachers who are committed Christians. But I would argue that that is only a good start. It's nothing more than a good start, that if we're not doing something deliberate towards uh, the in, the spiritual formation of those staff, their understanding of, of the role of being a teacher as a Christian teacher. And if we're not, I guess, scaffolding and supporting them in, in the development of their thinking, it's, and that's the key thing. It's the engaging in the thinking about what is a biblical worldview, not the biblical worldview, but a biblical worldview, and getting those professional conversations to be just part of I guess, the daily work of teachers in exploring the content. And, you know, Cass, I'm a real believer in the whole notion of a revelatory curriculum and a revelatory classroom, that it's not so much our job to reveal Christ to our students because the revelation is already complete, but it is our job potentially to create the best environment with, within which those students can connect with how God is revealing himself to them. And so we don't, we don't actually have to put God into the curriculum, he's actually already there. We have to find ways to draw out of the curriculum for the students. And as we engage with those deep questions of what it means to be a Christian teacher, to teach Christianly within a particular school context, we will naturally engage our students in those same questions as they apply to their own lives. So I I don't know how anybody who's involved in Christian schooling couldn't be passionate about the notion of faith integration with life and faith integration with teaching and learning. That's oh, a great response, Craig. I think you know you've you've nailed the critical thinking for teachers and then the revelatory approach for students. And you know, you know that's my heartbeat too. Um, so, can I ask you to reflect on the God's Big Story project journey that we've jointly undertaken over the past four years, and how we've really sought to illuminate God in the Australian curriculum through those GBS resources? Yeah, and I, so again, I just love that term, illuminate God, because it just goes to that exactly what I was just saying about the revelatory nature of what we do as teachers. I, look, it's been a wonderful journey. 
Uh, my own journey as a Christian educator, I was 33 years principal of a school in, in North mm-hmm. Queensland, as you know, Cass. And that journey had took me on a lot of uh, what I would say with hindsight were imperfect paths of attempting to scaffold teachers, attempting to support a deliberate, strategic, age-appropriate, nested, sequential approach to re- revealing Christ through the curriculum. Um, so engaging with CSA in the GBS project was was almost like a going back to the beginning and putting aside everything that I had previously understood and then bringing it to the table, looking it through the lens. CSA had already done some amazing work in the first iteration of GBS and the, mm. the education committee or the group of people who worked on developing the framework, the lensing tool, they'd already put a lot of thought into it. So our initial engagement was actually in providing, I guess, the theological underpinning, the thinking behind that. And in that, we we worked with uh, Dr. David Benson, Dr. Ryan Messmore, Dr. Darren Islin and myself. We joined together and wrote what has become the primer for the whole God's Big Story 2.0. And out of that, then began to say, well, what are the implications of this for each of the curriculum areas? And look, one of the best parts of the way we've approached that as a partnership is that we've continuously engaged with practising teachers in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And while I think our intention has been to engage with experts in their curriculum areas, we've actually discovered that we've engaged with people at all levels in their understanding and that they have all actually made a valuable contribution to the process. The other thing, I mean, Cass, you and I have been talking about this just recently, is that the the journey over the last three to four years actually means if we went back and addressed some of the things again in those early documents, like even the GBS uh, 2.0 document, the English Companion, we would actually put some stuff in there that isn't there and maybe take some stuff out, that it's it's been a continuous improvement process. And I'm, I'm a person who loves learning and loves engaging with things that add to my own learning. And that's what I'm finding about this journey. Um, The other thing I really like about the way CSA have approached this is that they've made a real effort to communicate to uh, teachers and school leaders that this is not intended to be a one-size-fits-all solution, that it's intended to be a provocative conversation starter for some schools who already have a lot in place, but also somewhat of a formulaic start for schools that need somewhere just to start, that there's actually something in it for, for everybody across the spectrum. Uh, and and I've so appreciated as we've moved through the various curriculum packages that we've looked at that we've brought the learning from the previous one to the next process mm-hmm. that I don't know that we've fixed all the mistakes we've made, but we certainly made a massive effort to improve the processes. And it just makes me excited about the next one, the next bit. And it makes me equally excited about going back and looking at the earlier work now, um, nearly four years later, and say, okay, what could we bring into this to make it even more practically applicable for the classroom teacher. Yeah, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Cass, I could, I could wax lyrical about that, <laughs> as you can tell. So. I know, and that's good. That's why we're doing a podcast, so you can wax lyrical for as long as you like. Um, so, you know, just for the listeners so they understand, you know, a bit of that journey from in terms of documentation. So we started with the God's Big Story 2.0 primer. We then developed that into a planner for that practical application for teachers that you just talked to. And we have done KLA docs for originally English, then Hizzy, 
or has, depending on which state you live in, um, then maths, and we're, we're currently working on science, and we've also done the cross-curriculum propi- um, priority of sustainability, which I think became, when you talk about that journey, I think sustainability had such a depth of thinking in it that it kind of became the benchmark and then we looked at what we were doing next and and kind of went, right, well, we need to up the heavy lifting for teachers on the next document, which is the science one that we've been working on recently. We kind of joke here that we're our own worst enemies because we, we do a progressively better job and then it makes what we've done in the past look less than and and the need to, re- thus the need to go back and redress them. Mm. But, yeah, look, the journey, starting with that whole idea of, of I guess, the, the telos and the purpose, you know, that God created every, every person is created a unique creation of a God who loves them and has a, a plan and a purpose for their lives. I mean, that, that's such a significant underpinning. It's not the only theological underpinning, but it's such a significant theological underpinning of how we approach curriculum and pedagogy as Christian teachers. And, and it's one of the key differentiating factors that ought to be evident in a Christian school and ought to be evident in every lesson and every classroom. And that GBS primary, if I look back at the great work Dave Benson did as a, um, you know, a lot of it an outworking of his PhD thesis, really has that as the central underpinning and then takes the the metaphor of a journey and how we take children on that that educare, that journey of learning in a way that um, doesn't so much take God and put him back in, as I said before, but actually recognises that we're working on the whole child at all times in every circumstance, uh, both hidden curriculum and overt curriculum um, within a school, uh, both what happens in a classroom, what happens in the playground, all of those sorts of things. Then taking that, that concepts, those key concepts, looking at the earlier work. So, so initially the primer, if you like, the... The, or the planner, sorry, the planner document became a document of supporting tools to help schools out work. And um, there was a degree to which it sort of hung a little bit separately from the thinking behind it, just in that early iteration. And that's no criticism of anybody because I know the work had been done, but mm. just in the documented work that was there and was available. So reconnecting the documents that were in the planner back into that primer, um, we didn't really make any substantial changes to that early work. In, in the planner tools. They're fabulous. And in fact, there hasn't really been any major changes made to them in the whole uh, four years that we've been working together. That's, that's how good they are. And then to take uh, a KLA and look at it in the Australian curriculum context, trying to rise above state differences so that we get a product that is, and then, you know, <laughs> guess we've had such an interesting journey on, <laughs> on those state differences right from the very start, but getting a grip of that, and you've been so helpful with that, you know, working within New South Wales as you do, and, and uh, my perspective is more a Queensland perspective. So being able to blend that together and come out with something that's really credible and useful across state boundaries is, is that's just been a fantastic and exciting journey. And to be truthful, just as an aside, it's actually fed into what we do here at, at um, CHC, that a lot of that documentation I now see has found its way into the way that we're teaching and what we're teaching in, in CHC. That's great. That was my next question, actually, is as part of the journey, you know, what have you seen the impact on both staff 
because I've worked very closely with staff, but we've also had, you know, some students involved and students at CHC when they've worked with those tools. Look, I think that's a great question. If I can just take one step back from that, uh, working with the primers and the tools within a a Christian school context. So we've been... um, privileged to have the opportunity to go and run some PD sessions for whole staff or for faculties within a school. And, you know, you <laughs> there was one in particular where we went into a school and the curriculum person came up to us and said, see those two people sitting down the back, don't expect them to engage. You know, they're the cynics, they won't engage with anything. And what was fascinating was that the, the, this product, the particularly the tools, as they began to to discuss it, we found they lent in. They lent in massively. And it, uh, the most powerful thing, um, both with our students, so one of the early experiences with the English Companion, because we really didn't know which way to take it, we actually got some fourth-year students here to sit and write some sample units against the work we'd done. We wanted to experiment with whether it made sense to, to a, an emerging teacher, pre-service teacher. And I believe that unit they developed is still actually one of the units that's in the in the um, primer as an example. Uh, it, they got it. And to sitting and listening to any group of teachers deeply engaged with what they can, this content they're going to have to teach anyway because the government says they've got to teach it, and finding God in it, they're amazing depth of conversations. Mm. And it's been true for our staff here and it's been true for our students. Now, the GBS for us at CHC is still one approach and one tool, and we do cover a range of them because we know our students are going to encounter a range of different approaches uh, out in their schools. But we find they just engage with it deeply. Mm. And so it's just, for us, it's ramped up um, the degree of confidence that we have in the way we're approaching faith leaning integration at a higher education uh, level. Oh, that's great to hear. And as you know, I engage with a lot of schools using the tools and, and you know, I, I see that moment where suddenly they um, can take the their thinking beyond their state or the, you know, their state syllabus or the Australian curriculum and they can connect it, you know, with a much bigger concept from a theological perspective. It's just so exciting. You, like me, Cass, I mean, you've sat in the room with me uh, on the second day of the two-day symposiums that we've run and often the first day is quite messy because people struggle. And and, and I think people, you come into a room uh, with a confidence in the processes you're doing to a certain extent already. And so you come in with a perspective, you come in, I guess, with a bias. You engage with something that's actually asking, in general, asking people to think differently than the way they have thought before. But on that second morning, there's something that happens when they actually start to engage in writing a unit at the macro level. What is the key concept we want to leave with these students? What what was that intended to be by God? What did it become um, through the fall? What, what might that look like in our society if it was being restored to what God intended? And, and given that the that the fall occurred and that, that um, there's a, a move back to what God looked like, what would that now look like in, in the eventuation of a, of a true restoration of that, that truth or that concept? And the lights go on and they begin to find scriptures. Scriptures come to mind. Scriptures come to memory. They begin to connect in with, um, with the learning outcomes required in the national curriculum. And 
it just becomes so easy then um, to build a unit of work. The other thing I'd say, Cass, we've always said we think teachers in this process ought to start with what the key concept is. Mm. But it's not a natural process for a teacher because they're so driven by, I've got to teach this and it's going to be assessed and tested and reported or it's going to be measured in some way that often the teacher's starting point actually has to be with the curriculum and then to the concept. But once they cross that, once they get that and they've done that a few times, you begin to see that reverse. You begin to see them dealing with these bigger concepts of God and then looking into the curriculum for how they can draw that out of the curriculum. And that's the moment that I love. That's the moment in the process that I've watched. And I think it's true to say, Cass, I don't think we've had a group in those rooms that hasn't ultimately clicked at some point in that process. And the products they've come up with in the short time have been wonderful. Mm, they have. And aren't we looking forward to the uh, the day when we can gather together physically to do those yeah, again? Yeah, the science companion has been made more difficult, although we've had some tremendous input from some wonderful educators. Mm. It has been made more difficult by the fact that you don't get that. And, you know, the the wonderful professional learning that it is for that group of teachers that they can take back into their school has been a little bit missing in this COVID era, that's true. But we've done a, we've done a good job online, so it's, it's developing well. Um, so speaking of, you know, ongoing journeys, what do you see as the next steps along the, this path? Oh, I do think uh, that we do need to revisit um, whether it's a GBS 2.1 or a GBS 3.0, but I think we need to revisit those earlier documents and look at the learning that we've um, taken away from uh, some of the projects that we've worked on. I think uh, there's a place also for the other documentation that's not been where CHC's been involved, but to go back and look at some of that and look at how we're embedding everything. To me, it's about how easy is it for a practitioner in the busyness of their world to pick up one of these documents and actually get something valuable out of it that contributes practically to their practice almost immediately. And I think we can improve the way the documents are presented. We can improve and simplify some of the information by bringing the frameworks of what we've learned back through and the themes of what we learned back through and building some of the pedagogical stuff, you know, some of the other really chunky good work that's been done uh, uh, by CSA and through other partnerships. So I think that... I'm going to be interested to see, we have not yet discussed um, what CSA sees as the next KLA priority. Um, So I'm going to be interested to see whether it's the arts or or where we go with that. Um, That seems to be a bit of a natural uh, progression, but I don't know, there may be another priority. But we definitely need to continue working through the KLAs. Mm. I also think at some point cast the the notion of um, thematic and integrated units needs to be addressed as well. The cross-KLA stuff, not the cross-curriculum priorities, but again, the practical outworking in a classroom of we don't always deal with these KLAs singly and siloed. In fact, I would say it's a rare thing, particularly in um, middle and lower primary classrooms, that that actually happens. Uh, And I think we cannot avoid, and I don't know when this will occur, but we can't avoid the senior forever. We need to be looking at senior secondary, recognising the significant, significantly different approaches across the country and identifying what the core 
I don't even know whether it's called content, whether it's even needs to be content specific at all. But looking at those primers, I guess, initially and developing, bringing them out more fully so that they actually are, oh, I'm hesitant here because I actually think they're already incredibly relevant to the senior secondary, but, yeah. but just to bolster that even more <clears throat> and then to see if we can't actually do some practical work um, that, that may have to be state by state, but maybe there are some areas we can do collectively uh, around um, some areas and develop some sample units and develop, uh, you know, some some material. Maybe even now's the time to be thinking forward around the stuff that hasn't been changed in the planner and maybe looking to see whether or not our learning um, can improve some of that as well and right. make it a, more applicable to senior secondary. Yeah, and that continuous improvement approach has always been my you know, my heartbeat in this. So, um, yeah, it is an ongoing journey and um, I agree. We, You know, we're, we're in the middle of um, senior secondary certificates, whatever we want to call them, whether they're HSC or whatever this week, and, and it's imperative that teachers can take that learning through to the final stages. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, you know, we are, have been, uh, certainly in Queensland with the introduction of the new ATAR, uh, and I know that the landscape is changing in other states as well in senior secondary in different ways. We we kind of do get obsessed with compliance and we do get obsessed with those sorts of things. And we, we need to find some space. To, to, and maybe that's where a higher ed provider can help because we're not so caught up in that, that maybe we can find that space together with, with CSA to do some thinking and to draw people in in the space they've got to do some thinking around that application. That's great. Yeah. Okay, Craig, I think we're just about smack on time. So well done us. Um, Thank you so much for this um, chat today and for your support, your wisdom, your um, relational skills in the whole process. And uh, we look forward to journeying further on as we look at what, uh, what we can help our Christian teachers with next in the curriculum, pedagogy and teaching and learning space. Agreed, Cass. I just want to say thank you to CSA. Uh, The way that CSA works with us is just amazing. Um, The product is always so much better. But in particular, I want to comment on on an approach that Daniel's taken and, and you, Cass, right the way throughout. And that is we not we haven't waited until we've believed what we've been presenting is perfect before mm. we've made it available. You know, and I, I'm grateful, anybody who's going to listen to this podcast, for the way in which these resources have been received in schools, that we find so much positive reinforcement and encouraging reinforcement, even though we are so aware of how flawed they are. That's just a wonderful thing to be a part of. So thanks, thanks for the opportunity to talk, Cass. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Craig, and God bless you for your dedication to Christian schooling and no doubt we will be in contact soon. Thank you.